Do you have a record of like everyone you've like done things with? No, I used to like in college and then grew more as a person and realized that was like a patriarchal standard designed to oppress women so that they like don't have knowledge or control of their own sexuality and therefore men can be bad at sex and get away with it. But first, a word from our sponsors. When your mission is beyond missionary, step up your game with Liberator. Their collection of transformable sex furniture and sex toy mounts will put you in sexual positions you never thought were possible. Use promo code MANHOR and save 40% off the best-selling wedge ramp combo at liberator.com. Welcome to the Manhor Podcast. Who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? Yes, you are. Yes, you are, Sunny. You want to say something? Yeah. She's a little shy because she's a dog. You want to do the? You want to do the thing? Let's do the thing. What's up to all the busty bimbos, the well-hung himbos, the smart sluts and the shrewd prudes? This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up? Welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're not. I am coming to you from a very high-up floor in a very nice building in Greenpoint, um, watching my sister's doggo, which means I get to stay in her very, very swanky pad. A pad so nice, it's making me think, what do I got to do with my life to get into one of these places? I, I I might finally be getting tired of living in shittily renovated apartments in Bushwick. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I want to strive for more in my late 30s. Maybe Maybe I won't do the second half broke. I don't know. What's up? If you are new to the show, this is a podcast I started nine years ago interviewing women I hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. And uh, and we've been returning to that format recently, uh, following up to my very deep, lovey-dovey conversation with Elle. This week, I've got Lee. And uh, and like last week, we're, we're talking about love and loss, but from a different angle. Look forward to sharing her with y'all in just a little bit. Uh, but first, as Chris Rock taught me at the age of 11, there is no sex in the champagne room. None. But there is sometimes sex in a Senate committee hearing room, apparently. I don't know if you heard about this one. Uh, if you're a Savage Lovecast listener, I'm sorry that you're hearing it twice. Dan beat me to it. He's a Tuesday show. I'm a Wednesday show. He got first dibs, but I gotta, I gotta at least comment. So over the weekend, a Senate staffer, an aide, he was, uh, he was fired because a tape, a sex tape, was released of him getting fucked in a Senate like committee here, you know, where they do the things you watch on C-SPAN where you just watch senators who are supposed to be asking questions, but they don't really ask a question. They just rant for like two minutes. And then the witness kind of tries to guess what the question was supposed to be. Yeah. That those rooms. Yeah. It's him getting fucked in one of those rooms. And it was a video that probably was not supposed to be widely shared yet. It of course was widely shared. Then that got into some like big 
right wing website and some senator from Maryland none of us have ever heard of, uh, you know, had to take some action. But yeah, so I don't even think it was being sold for like an OnlyFans. I think this was like purely for fun. And I am a big fan of sex in public and slightly risky locations. I mean, I'm all about that. I think New York City is just one big public sex playground. I mean, truly, this is a great city for public sex, so long as you don't have sex near an actual playground or school. then Because then what's the worst that's going to happen? Like, if somebody sees you, you just leave. Unless it was the cops who saw you, you just go. Because, like, if you get caught by the cops, like, back home in your hometown, like, they, even if you get away, they know who you were. They know your mother. They can just, like, you can leave and they will show up the next day and knock on your parents' door and go like, we saw Steven and Jennifer doing it down by the dumpsters outside the Applebee's and just, you know, it's just not an appropriate place. You know, kids eat there for free from four to eight on weekdays. So it's just not appropriate. No, here in New York City, you just you just go. You just leave. Fuck, I have had sex in an NYPD parking lot and it was fine. But something I do want to point out, I, I do want to point this out, is that when you see the news about this, when you see people talking about it, take notice of who puts an emphasis on the fact that it was a gay sex tape, that they were having gay sex. I didn't even really say it until now, did I? Technically, when I was like, ah, he was getting fucked. I don't know. Maybe it was his girlfriend fucking him with a strap. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was a, a, another man fella topping a twink. But take notice who emphasizes the gay part of the gay sex tape. The ones who are clearly trying to make you have some sort of extra reaction to the fact that it was a type of sex that maybe you don't have. A type of sex that Ken Paxson in Texas, the attorney general, is still trying to outlaw again. A type of sex that was illegal in like many parts of this country not the 21 years ago it was you could be arrested for having gay sex anywhere in like the privacy of your own home and in theory you could get arrested for heterosexual blowjobs too in the privacy of your own home y'all should fucking start paying attention to this shit because again the gay sex it's not really relevant what type of sex was being had it's it's the only t- it would only be relevant if like say um heterosexual sex was allowed in the Senate hearing room, because then it'd be like, oh, you know, there's a sex tape came out. Someone was fucking in the Senate hearing room. And they'd be like, well, you know, I think you're allowed to fuck in, in that place. And then it w- you'd be like, oh, no, it was gay sex. We're like, oh, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. No, it's, it, no sex is allowed in that in that room. So the gay parts are relevant. Just I just I don't know if you hear about this, if people are talking about it and, you know, maybe push back when a friend tries to clearly sensationalize that part of the scandal. You can simply say, oh, that's interesting. Why is the gay part relevant? Oh, I mean, it's it's not relevant. Okay, then why say it? Why not just say sex tape? If Lauren Boebert got caught doing a hand job, not at the Beetlejuice musical, but in that same place, you wouldn't say that like a straight sex tape got. No, you would just say sex tape. You could just say sex tape. You can make your friend feel foolish. And uh, embarrassment seems to be a great motivator to get people to change behavior. However, I also will call bullshit on the aide because the aide put out this statement be like, I'm being persecuted for who I love and this is a really tough time. It's like, 
Nah, bitch. Again, Dan Savage beat me to it, said this yesterday, but you got caught fucking where you weren't supposed to, and for some reason you made a fucking tape of it. I, that, no, no, don't hide behind I'm being persecuted. You're not being persecuted right now. Anyways, I hope this Senate aide gets a future career on OnlyFans or, or somewhere because uh, I've heard good things about the tape. I'll, I'll have a link to the news story on that, one that doesn't have gay sex in the headline uh, below. You know, on the topic of hiding behind the thing going like, oh, I, but I'm being persecuted for who I love. And, and when really it's no, you fucked in the Senate chamber, you legend. And the video got out. No, I follow a couple of incel accounts, one, maybe two, like big incel accounts, because I want to keep my eye on what the fuck they're talking about. The incel world, the MRA world, like all this, like uh, men who aren't getting laid and are angry about it, that space. And I have this odd empathy for it because I could have, and on paper maybe should have become one of them. I truly believe that uh, I, I must have been just a Google search term away from ending up in a men's right activist or a red pill subreddit instead of Scarlet Teen or Dan Savage. Right. And I think those dudes were like a, a, a keyword SEO thing away from not ending up in those spaces and finding like healthier outlets for their frustration or their, their insecurities and all that. So I, I follow a, a big incel account on Twitter and I still call it Twitter because I only dead name tech companies. And, you know, this this account, like it quote tweeted almost no bald men look good. And I found that a strange assertion to make because I've heard a lot of women talk about fucking bald leather daddies that they find very, very sexy. I see bald men at Hacienda dicking it down. I've, I've heard it. I've seen it. It's, it's real. And I've, I have my Italian-American thin hair on top of my head, and I have done historically quite well for myself. So I just, I don't, I think it's a weird assertion to say for really anything, oh, men, women aren't into, can't be hot if they are blank physical attribute. I think it's bullshit, right? And with incels, I find that they're always looking for an excuse to not be desirable. And I think then they, they take that frustration out on women, as we've seen with a lot of these mass shooters and all, and all that. So, you know, I push back a little bit, call some bullshit, but, you know, I try to always, always try to come to the table in some good faith and not yell at them, but rather go like, oh, that's interesting. I've heard this instead, or my experience has been this. I think it's just far more productive if you think dudes don't look attractive bald than just say you don't think dudes look attractive bald. But this is a, a straight guy who's posting this, so I know it's not that angle. You're instead trying to make this like statement, and you're not providing any data to back it up. So then you know, I get the pushback, and so I just bring out there was a study done that at least like insinuates that a balding man is less attractive to heterosexual women, but that bald men and men with full heads of hair are both considered very attractive. Like, so bald, the balding-ness, right? Uh, the receding hairline situation. But then again, that same morning I woke up and saw on Twitter a woman tweeting like, 
it was a picture of Jason Statham with the receding hairline with some hair on his head and talking about how, look, here's an example of a sexy man who owns that he is balding and owns his receding hairline and doesn't give a fuck. And he's like, all right, I'm still hot. At the core of all of it, it's just like, be confident. But you know, when I respond to that, to these incels, they just refuse to fucking believe it. Because again, I think there's a victim mentality that they are so goddamn comfortable in. Oh, well, chicks aren't into dudes who are fat. Chicks aren't into dudes with a small dick, even though their dick is probably very average. Chicks aren't into bald guys. Chicks aren't. None of it's true. It's none of it's true. I'm a chubby dude with a just above average dick with a bald spot. My teeth aren't completely straight. And like I and love handles and I'm, you know, like I (laughs) like I do this show. Because I was very successfully slutty in this body. Oh, well, you're confident. You think I always was? I, you know, I brought this up. I th- it was two or three weeks ago in response to that dude's email. But it's again like, man, you got to just like find that confidence. You got to fake it and, and, and not feel sorry for yourself in this dating world. Plenty of people will be there to emotionally support you through it, but they are not going to fuck you through it. It's why I had so many girlfriends who were like, oh, you're fine, somebody, you're attractive, you're a good guy, I'm not going to bang you, but you know, somebody should. It was when I started acting like I was a hot dude, and I didn't use that as an excuse to act like an asshole, I just was acting like I was hot, that's when people wanted to fuck me. So, before I get to my guest this week, Lee, let's do a quick fan whore appreciation moment before the batteries run out on this thing. This is the part of the podcast where I, where I like to give a shout out to members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Patreon is a great way to support independent content creators, hopefully myself, but uh, you know, if you enjoy other YouTubers, TikTokers, podcasters, writers, designers. I mean, if they have a Patreon, you have no idea how much it means to them. Even if it's just $2 a month, it doesn't take a lot for you to do your part in keeping indie content indie. Now, I remember when I did glass, I was at part of that network. You had all those commercials. Yeah. Patreon is what allows me to Mm-mm, not have to do that. Anyways, I want to give a shout out. I want to give a big thank you right now to Hal of Tracy and Hal fame. Uh, welcome to the community, dude. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself in the champagne room, in the peep show. Uh, thank you for all the, the kind gifts that you two have been sending down south to me. And uh, and I'm glad you're here, Boris. <laughs> and uh, I want to give a shout out to someone who named himself... I got some paperwork and his avatar is a sign that disallows murder. That's all I got. Well, dude, thanks for supporting the podcast. Thanks for being anti-murder. Appreciate you. And you too can become a member, support the pod and receive a slew of great rewards, bonus content, community access. Membership begins at just $2 a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Lee is on the podcast this week. We hooked up, I'm, I'm guessing, sometime in 2019, as uh, I was already in a certain apartment 
but I was also smoking weed regularly at that point. So I'm I'm clocking it at 2019. Uh, we we both have been members of the Hacienda community. That's where I've I've seen the most of her. I think that's I think that's also where I met her. And she uh, has her own tale of love and loss. Last week with L, we talked about love and loss in terms of breakups. And this week we're talking about it in terms of death. And when someone you love unalives themselves. So uh, not enough really occurred between us to ask, like, why didn't we work out? But I think you can hear between the chemistry we have on this microphone that that answers that that's come on now. Last week, though, you're all like Elle and Billy should get back together. This one, I think everyone can agree, Lee included. Yeah, one oral sex session is probably enough. But for now, let's go chat with Lee. As we age, our bodies are changing. Certain parts need more support than they used to. Other areas are getting a little sore faster. And that's why it's important to make sex more comfortable. And that's where Liberator comes in. Liberator has been making fuck furniture to make sex more comfortable, more pleasurable, and last longer for decades. Their best-selling wedge ramp combo gets you in the right positions just a little easier, just a little bit more comfortable, which means you're ready to be in that position longer and harder. And you can get 40% off Liberator's wedge ramp combo when you use promo code MANHOR at liberator.com. Or you can click the link at the top of the notes to go right to the product. Again, 40% off their best-selling wedge ramp combo with promo code MANHOR. Or you can just browse around liberator.com and upgrade your sex life today. I went up to you. You were at the bar. And then I was like, hey, I, I was looking at my records. Did, did I go down on you? Like it's like pre-COVID sometime? And I don't remember. Do you remember? But do you remember this exchange? No, I remember that conversation, but right. I don't remember the experience. Neither do I. But I like vaguely remember that we were neighbors and we ran into each other at um, Father's. Yeah. And I think I was pissed off about something. And so I was like, we know each other. And then we had a lot of sangria. Did we? Yes. <laughs> we had a lot of sangria and a joint. The, the joint sounds like it tracks. I don't remember any of that stuff. You clearly remember more than me. I just I remember have... running into you at the bar. At, at Father's. At Father's. Yeah. And then being like, we know each other. I don't remember. I just have a notepad that says Lee and 3G, which means I gave oral. And I did not receive it back. No. And that, <laughs> that's all I know. That's all I got. So that, I was like. also tracks. <laughs> do you not give head? My mouth is really small. <laughs> now, see that for some reason, I have some sort of affectional memory too. Like, I feel like I have heard your mouth is really small. Maybe that is. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Neither of us remember this, this hookup. <laughs> You apparently remember like how how it began, I guess, but yeah. So it, that was I don't think I've I really had. I assume that's the same experience because that tracks. Yeah, we haven't like hung out a lot or anything. I even as far went as far as like this morning, like or on my way over here, I'm, I was scrolling all the way up to the top of our text to see like well, what's the beginning of that. But that only goes to like 
February 2020. So then I went to like Facebook Messenger and I scrolled up top of that. That also only went up to like 2020. And then I'm like, I went to our IG messages and I scrolled to the top of that. And that's like 2021. I'm like, where, how the fuck did we arrange? So this, this, the fact that we ran into each other at Father's, I guess, has to be it. Because we. it's not like I texted you, you up. Yeah. This, look, I also I, don't think that I knew we lived next to each other. I'm a big old hoe, and I've just really never had this happen. I'm a mystery. <laughs> have you have you like forgotten like people you've you've hooked up with in some capacity, and then you find yourself in a situation where they're like, "Did did we?" Um, I definitely at one point had a threesome with some guy and his girlfriend. Okay. Um, and I don't remember what his name was because it was really bad. <laughs> Wait, wait, the name was really bad or the threesome Just, was the bad? The threesome was really bad. But I was completely sober. So it's not like, oh, I was drinking and it was like I forgot. But it was just, I blocked that out. It's not like when you used my mouth. Like I got, you got me drunk yeah. and high and then you used my face. It was, it's like uh, you were sober for the threesome. <laughs> <laughs> completely sober. It was just a bad time. Okay. I do like the idea of like it being a really good threesome, but the name is so bad you couldn't remember it. No, it was a really generic name. Oh, okay. Which also doesn't help, but it was just not a good experience. All right. Well, well, Lee, um, hello. I want to pretend like we just started talking, but we have been talking for like an hour, I think, Oops. before we picked the mics up. So <laughs> welcome. Thank you. To the show where I talk to people I've hooked up with, whether or not we remember. I feel like that does track, though. This awkward tone is like exactly why I got into doing this show. <laughs> Do you have a record of like everyone you've like done things with? No, I used to like in college and then grew more as a person and realized that was like a patriarchal standard designed to oppress women so that they like don't have knowledge or control of their own sexuality and therefore men can be bad at sex and get away with it. Meanwhile, I thought I was just making it a lot easier <laughs> When I go get an STI test and they ask, like, how many partners have you had? And I'll be like, well, I had this many oral partners. I had this many vaginal penetration partners. I, had, I, was, able to, I was able to give a nice, complete answer. I'm also not as much of a hoe as I could be. No? Okay. Why is that? I just don't feel like it. <laughs> I'm picky. <laughs> kind of like, how dare you not be a slut? <laughs> I'm picky. What's funny is uh, in this world, you know, if you were being a slut, then it'd be like, why are you a slut? You can't win. Exactly. No winning win. allowed. <laughs> Except for uh, this condo. True. Yes. This is and what a condo. dead fiance gets you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got her laugh at it twice. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you first start going to that place that we both at times have been to? <laughs> um, I worked in nightlife. Okay. And because I worked in nightlife, a lot of the places that I worked um, were burners. And a lot of the burners are also in that scene. And so it just kind of naturally started going there because we would want to hang out when I wasn't working. But they would say like, hey, you want to go to this sex party? Or like, because there are bars. You could just go um, hang out. At <laughs> I did get invited to one because at the time that I first got invited, it was because one of my friends who had been going there for a while, um, her boyfriend really wanted to bang. You? Yes. Oh. And she was like, you should come to this thing. 
And I think she just asked to like test the vibe. Like your vibe. On if I would maybe want to bang her boyfriend. Right. Like let's like get her into the sex party and then like see, you know, she's sounding horny. Oh my God, I have a dick like, you can oh use Oh my God, right my boyfriend is here. It's how convenient. He has a really big dick. Oh, and then you're like, well, I have such a small mouth. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really small mouth. A huge cunt. Uh, but no, it's kidding. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, you got me drunk and high. <laughs> I didn't get you drunk and high. It was your joint. It was my joint? Yes. You got me high. Oh, my gosh. Um, you remember, again, far more than I do. Love that. Uh, well, well, I freeloaded all my joints from people until, like, two years ago. So, you wait, we went to this play party, and then, like, what was your, as someone who had not been to one, like, what was your first impression of people fucking? Um, I knew what kind of party it was. Like, she didn't just, like, lie to get me in there. Yeah, but, like, like she it's, straight up was, like, it's a sex party. Absolutely. But, like, there's got to be, like, a reaction the first time you actually see that in person. Um, I was kind of just, like, this is an interesting place, but I had liked the idea of, like, sex positivity in terms of being, like, open about that stuff. Because I grew up religious, so we never like had sex ed or anything so we were just taught that like women aren't supposed to like or want sex mm. um but then if your husband or boyfriend wants it you can't say no right um be- and you can't ask either because you're not supposed to like it or want it anyway it's just for your husband or your boyfriend mm. and i thought that like being in that kind of community was really good to unlearn that stuff as well as have people that you can talk to Mm. about stuff within your relationships because like how am i supposed to know that like xyz that my boyfriend at the time did was not normal Mm -hmm. because we weren't allowed to talk about it like that was too scandalous too taboo but then by having friends who were open about it it was like really good for self-discovery and like unlearning bad stuff and becoming like a better person and better with relationships that's great and like the first time like at the party you saw sex happening that did not involve you were you just like all right yeah pretty much (laughs) just like cool good for you okay i feel like i was like a little flabbergasted i was just kind of like oh my god sex all around me i'm not having any of it but uh sex all around me (laughs) is hacienda where you met your your ex it was not um i met him through work okay um when i was like 20 wait how long were you wait because I, I, I forget how wait, how long were you with this man? Um, I had known him for seven years, and it was like an on and off kind of very complicated relationship. But it was also one of those relationships where um, it was like it sounds super fucking cheesy, but like love at first sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he's a dumbass, and he was like, "I'm not gonna ever admit that because that's so dumb." And then, of course, we all knew. Like, I knew, he knew, his mom knew, mm. like, everyone knew, including him. Um, then finally, he admitted it. That he But that it was you. also a love at first sight thing. Okay. But wait, but how long ago are we talking? Like, from when when did y'all, like... Uh, we met when I was 20 through... Yeah, I don't know how old you are, lady. Oh, um, that was nine <laughs> years ago. <laughs> nine years ago. Um, I think it was right after I moved to New York. Okay. And were y'all non-monogamous? Um, we never like formally did a relationship because of his work. Um, he wasn't in the United States most of the time. 
Okay. And so it was kind of just, I wasn't going to, despite the fact that I was like super in love with him and he's the only person I've ever been in love with. I was like, lock it down. I'm not, I had stuff to work through on my own. Um, and like very obviously now he had shit to work through. Mm. Um, but I straight up was like, I tried to make it work a couple times, but then it was like, I don't know why I'm trying to make this work in this moment when like his job location placement is so unstable. Mm-hmm. Like he'd be gone in. Why get into some sort of commitment with, with somebody yeah, who's, why, who's not like, like Why like would around? I want to be in a commitment with somebody who is going to be gone for nine to 10 months of the year? So y'all were like pseudo seeing each other, but then you were free to do your thing outside yeah, of that. I also... You could go have I a threesome have with your done, friend and, <laughs> yeah. and your friend's man. I would have tried to do a monogamous thing, but because he was a dumbass and like wouldn't admit that it was a mutual like love thing... Love thing. Love thing. Um, I at one point was like, I'm not waiting for you to get your head out of your butthole. Like, Mm. I'm going to date other people. Okay. And of course, he'd get mad about that. So he wanted to be like, settled down in monogamous long distance. Was that like his hope? And you you were just having brains and saying no way. Um, I think he was on the same page with like, knowing that if we were to get anybody. I don't know. I'm sure he was fucking other people. Like, I would hope that yeah. he was, like, because I wasn't fucking him okay. at that time. Um, like, but, you're in another country for 10 months. Like, mm. go go do things. Go support the local sex work economy, something. Yeah, just go <laughs> have flings. I don't give a shit. And, but you were saying that you think you were both on the same page where you are both scared of... I think we both, because I definitely knew it, and I get the vibe that that's what his thought was, That and so did our mutual friends. We're like, yeah, I think everyone knows that if you date you're gonna get married and that's the end of that how would you describe that like love love at first sight feeling um i always thought it was like a fake thing um and then i met him and i was like oh it's not a fake thing mm-hmm. this is disgusting <laughs> um and then tried to like be nonchalant about it um but i'm not good at being discreet but also he's not good at being discreet yeah but um, like describe the describe the feeling like you're hit with it it was a like sudden overwhelming urge to get my shit together because I knew that that's what was going to probably happen. Like with the, if we dated, we're getting married kind of thing. And so you thought like, I have to get my shit. I need to prepare for when we yeah, get I was like, married. I want to get my like- shit together because I don't want to like wreck this relationship because i didn't have my shit together a relationship is not even a relationship yet but you already yeah, know but i, I know what like, this, i know what i want to be and i gotta get ready for it yeah i was like i know that if i date this person we're gonna get married he knows it like everyone freaking knows it mm-hmm. like i met his cousin and his cousin was like ah oh, yes that person i was like oh no um it was a complicated relationship um okay. he admitted finally like he got his head out of his butt um on uh <laughs> february 28th 2020 <laughs> uh we went into covid lockdowns march 10th 2020 mm-hmm. um so he finally got his head out of his butt february 28th 2020 i went out with him that weekend and talked about it i was also kind of in a relationship at the time um, so it's the second relationship that he home wrecked, but I was a willing participant in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we're like, we'll talk about it. Like it could work. And then COVID was like, LOL, no, fuck you. 
And, uh, and then none of our shit was together because like COVID, I lost my job. I worked in the arts. Um, I got another job shortly after, which was super fortunate. Um, but he lost his job because it was in hospitality, essentially. And so both of us kind of got fucked over. And I went back to the, well, now we know for sure that this person has their head out of their butthole, but this is not a good time. Like the timing but you're is also, never right, but, but if you, that makes sense. But, but you're together. Like you're finally physically We had together. a conversation about it. But you were living together. No. Or I thought you said you went to lockdown together. Um, we went into lockdown just in New York City. Oh. Okay. Uh, he lived in Jersey. Okay. So it was not like I could just walk over there to see him. Okay. It was like okay. a two and a half hour commute in the train. And and why aren't you all together now? Oh, he died. <laughs> uh, he home wrecked three relationships for me and then died because the absolute audacity. <laughs> but that isn't is that not the audacity? You uh yeah, you're you're pretty nonchalant like you have a good sense of humor about it. I mean, if I died, I would haunt him to make jokes about it. Looking back, there were no red flags. It was just like completely seemed fine. Everything was going great. Um, had just gotten a new job, just got a new car, uh, just got a new apartment. And then was at a party with his friends, went home and killed himself with no, no, no red flags. So we still don't know. Um, like his family has theories about stuff. Sure. Um, and it kind of seems like they're on track with the theories, but like we don't, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and it find, wasn't an accident. So how'd you find out? Um, I found out because somebody who was one of our mutual friends posted on Facebook. You um, found out from Facebook? Well, I couldn't the find out from you- his mom because the only time I had met his mom was she walked in on us hooking up. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I'm never going to show my face here again. Yeah, you don't want to go from like seeing her titties to saying my son's dead. Um, yeah, exactly. You need a buffer event in between. Yeah, it was super awkward. I mean, but still, he that, was 30 I, years old and I was an adult and I'm hot. So she should be happy for him. But, but this, like, is, this is like a person you were going to, uh, you know, eventually do the marry thing I would hope with. so, yeah. Like yeah that it was, seemed like that's where you all were going. Like we had the conversation about how it was mutually love at first sight and that like we want to try to do the Mary thing and like have kids, which honestly like the silver lining is I don't want kids. Fuck them kids. Okay. But you find out on Facebook. Um, found out on Facebook. Uh, cause someone had tagged him being like, Oh, I can't believe that this happened. Like fly high man. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, and then had to find out through other people, like where the funeral was so I could go. And then his mom at the funeral was like, we are glad you came. We didn't know how to contact you. Yeah. Um, so you said what you you say you see it and you go like what the fuck like I mean did you think it was real did you think it was like a joke like um I was really confused at first but then like it did kind of make sense like there were no red flags but of course the second I heard about that he had passed away like I knew exactly what had happened mm-hmm. like it was just the what's the intuition is the word I'm looking for yeah I was like this is what happened. And that was how long ago now? Um, September 2021. Yeah. So almost three years, two years. Yeah. Yeah, two years. And I know you've been doing a lot of, you know, 
journey and figuring shit out since then. Yeah, it's been an adventure. What was uh, what was like the immediate aftermath for you like? Um, it was shitty. Um, it was. Oh my god! It I know. Right? <laughs> he was three. Um, wow. Funnily enough, and this is shitty. like That's hindsight. Like grief is weird. Um, I was super upset because he had invited me to go with him to Turks and Caicos for his birthday in January. I remember this. Um, and then he died in September, and I was like, "Well, fuck! <laughs> like you ruined our vacation." <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course. I had already taken time off work, um, but I couldn't afford to go by myself without like his perks and stuff. Well, did you, didn't y'all have another, <clears throat> was it uh, a trip, was it Bali or something like yeah, that? Yeah, we had also talked about going to Bali for my birthday um, the following year, which I didn't yeah, last. because he's not going to ruin right? that too. Well, yeah, he can't die twice. Like, I'm, I'm, sure I'm going could, to Bali. <laughs> I'm sure if he could, he'd fuck with you and do it twice. But I mean, he had the audacity to homewreck three relationships. <laughs> yeah, he's like, right before I get, I make sure you can't have the relationship with me. I'll make sure you don't get to have it with them either. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know that you've been very understandably having your struggles with mental health around this because, like, fucking duh, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, fucking duh. What has that journey been like? What are some of the plot points of that for you? Like you um, just got back from like a thing, still working on that, right? right. Yeah, like a lot of hiding my house, mm-hmm. um, not doing anything. Um, I started, I'm trying to think of the timeline. I'm going to ask you to eat the Oopsie. mic more so I can really okay. capture the depression. <laughs> Thank you. you. can't capture depression on a microphone. Do you think not? <laughs> Lady. Them 500. Um, <laughs> I captured a squirt on microphone once. So, you know, anything's possible. I'm so glad I know that. I was able, <laughs> I could circle the wavelength on the, on the editing software. I was like, that, that's, that's what a squirt looks like. <sighs> you know, a lot of hiding my house. Um, I started, like, it was also, again, another, like, COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so hiding my house was, like, easy. And I think I needed the alone time anyway. Um, but I started playing online games so i had like a social thing going on and ended up meeting a bunch of my really close friends um through that did you not have social stuff going on irl i already got long covid like going to a funeral with like 200 people and it's like, oh, man, is John trying to bring us all down? He's bring us all together. Right. I was like, so you all- trying to fucking take me out, too, with having a huge ass funeral because you were a lovely, wonderful human and all these people came. Babe, because now <laughs> we can finally be together up in the like, clouds. Like, oh, now you can't date other people. Yeah, because you're going to be stuck up here in the clouds with me. That's. I mean, ironically, we had like a very morbid bet going on who was going to die first. And he was like, it's obviously you. Well, that's what I, that's what and I, I was getting. like. That's, That's why I so mean. You, you can't say that. And he's like, but you have no will to live. And you drive a moped in New York City. I was like, you know what? I can't argue with that. <laughs> like, well, yeah, no, I think that's what I was I was referencing earlier. Where I was like, you told me there was some sort of like joke or a thing. Oh, about yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, that's what a, it was. Yeah. Like really fucked up joke about who's going to die first. And he was like, it's you. You have no will to live. You drive a moped in New York City. Did you think he was going to die and first or you die first? Um, I honestly also said it was me, but I was like, it's mean that you're saying that it's me. Like, I can say that, <laughs> but you can't say that. Um, then to add on top of it, he's like, you also just have no chill. And like, 
I'm still convinced I'll get murdered by some random dude that was catcalling me. Okay. Because I just don't, like, fuck out of here. Okay. 2022, <laughs> you're, you, you're back from Bahamas. You're playing some, you're doing some online gaming. What, where's your head at in 2022? Um, I'm su- super focused on work, mostly. I would see you at the parties. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be there. Yeah, I was. I, mean, I started talk- working there um, yeah. at that time, like right after he'd passed away. I started working there. Yeah, um, or like working, like working, working. Yeah. Um. So I'd be like, if I pack my schedule full of things, like if I'm doing work constantly, um, if I'm trying to do like creative stuff constantly, if I'm at my day job all the time, I can't like sink into like the depression tunnel not a tunnel hole pit pit yeah well do you remember the first play party you were at and again i say at like again you weren't i don't think you were like there slutting it up or nothing i mean not that there's anything wrong if you were i just don't think that's what your mo was but like do you remember the first time you were like at that space surrounded by a bunch of like couples and thruples and people fucking around do you remember the first party after he passed that you went to um i think it was a brunch and i was working at it Um, and so like working there at the time was super helpful because of like, I did have friends there. Okay. And so I was like working so I could like keep my head in like work mode, but then I still had friends there so I could still socialize. Mm -hmm. Was it weird to see all these other like happy couples together? Not really. Cause I'd been around for so long at that point, I think two years at that point. And so that was just like, I'm so desensitized to it Mm -hmm. that I was like, yeah, whatever. But it was nice to like be like simultaneously in a social situation and also be able to be in like work mode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you just kind of did that all year. Yeah, I did that for like a year. I didn't participate in the parties for like, I think over a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that kept you out of the, the pit? Yeah, because it was able to like be in a social place and then be focused on work. And How long did that last? But like you could keep yourself out of it a pretty decent amount of time. Um, but then of course I get too busy and then I get stressed out from being too busy. And then that causes like a different mental breakdown. Yeah. But at least you're not having a mental breakdown about dead fiance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, could have mental breakdown about a lot of things, but mental breakdown in my stupid, dumb, grieving mind was like, Oh, mental breakdown about working 80 hours a week is better. And of course, it's not. It's still a mental breakdown, but like it's an easier thing to fix. Yeah, and it's not, and, and you get to continue to delay and delay and delay fixing and dealing with John. Yeah. What? When did you finally? I mean, I guess I should first technically ask: is like, have you dealt with John? Um, I've been in therapy for like fifteen years. That was not an answer to my question. <laughs> that was the answer to how long? Have, I'm sorry. Were you preparing for like 13 years for him to die? Already that- <laughs> in therapy, <laughs> working through yeah. childhood trauma. Right. But I'm saying like you were. So I was already like prepared with the therapist, yeah. like on deck to work through stuff. Right. But as we just acknowledged, like you were distracting yourself with different types of things to be stressed about or have a breakdown about. So you don't have to deal with John at some point, I think you, I assume you've had to more focus on that, or do you feel like you've not had that breakdown yet? <laughs> I definitely am choking on my energy drink. 
Um, we definitely had the breakdown about it. Like it's 2022. Stay busy. Yeah. We're not playing at the parties. I assume you're not dating. I started dating again in like early 2022, but not like seriously dating. Like, oh, if I want to have a life partner, I should maybe date somebody. But then like, do I also want a life partner if it's not John? Which was a weird thing. And then I made some very questionable choices and got banned from Tinder. And like, (laughs) You got banned from Tinder? Yeah, I got banned from Tinder. Someone sent me something really mean, and I called them a fucking nerd, and apparently that's harassment. <laughs> but, but like, just a few months after he's gone, you were already like, well, I, I should get back out there? It was not really like, oh, I'm trying to find, like, a replacement. It's more of, like, I should, which I think probably was not the best move, because that was how you make bad choices. Mm-hmm. Like, you can ask my best friend. She's... Like, she was very supportive of the bad choices I made in men, but then, like, hindsight or after, she was like, yeah, that was a bad choice. Right, but wait, like, you said you said you weren't you weren't trying to replace him, but you were trying to... Just get in the idea and, like, headspace that, like, I'd have to do that again. And it's a nightmare out there. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it's bad without having, you know, that on your plate at the moment. Yeah, it was also just, it's bad. I'm going to be a spinster. <laughs> I'm gonna well, live alone with my cats. That's a valid choice and option. I mean, what was the first date like? Uh, we went to Barcade. I was pretty upfront with it because I was like, that would be like, even if I'm just trying to like casually meet people, not even like hook up, but just be like, I should date some people just so that it's like in the headspace that like we're gonna like have to do this again. Like, I was super upfront with it. Yeah. Um, But we went to Barcade, and he had told me that he was a bartender there. And I was like, bet. Like, we love a good bartender. Okay. Turns out he was not a bartender there, Um, which is why we had to go to the other Barcade and not the one he worked at. And then he wouldn't pay because despite the fact that he asked me there, and I had one like four dollar happy hour beer. He wouldn't pay for it because he was worried about gold tears. <laughs> um, How about my fiance <laughs> just died free beer? I don't right? know. I kind of you'd get at least two out of me for free just because someone died. That's right. And he's worried about gold. Whatever. Um, yeah. Um, he thought he was rich from crypto. Everyone thought they were rich from crypto in 2022. Yeah, yeah okay. he was convinced he was rich from crypto. Well, you did, you know, you did mention the being worried, like, will you find love like with John again earlier? Yes. And, you know, where where do you stand on that? I don't know. <laughs> um, I tried dating. Okay. It's a nightmare. Like, it's a nightmare on its own. And then you, like, add that into the equation. Then it's, like, extra nightmare. How so? Because I feel like if I'm trying to date somebody seriously, I should probably be like, full disclosure, I'm like kind of widowed. And then it's awkward because I'm 29 (laughs) and kind of widowed. And I feel like it should be a more normal thing, honestly, because of COVID. But. Well, how do they react when you say? A lot of ghosting. Um, although it also works because then if somebody's weird, I've already told them that I'm kind of widowed, but I don't say why. 
And if they end up being like a fucking creeper and like a psycho, I just will casually mention like, oh, there's an ongoing investigation. So like, I actually can't talk about it because like the police don't have to interview me um, about my involvement <laughs> and just be like, oh yeah, maybe I killed him. Mm. Which I didn't, but like mm-hmm. creepy Michael from Hinge doesn't need to know that. Mm. I mean, do you feel ready to date again? Um, I tried it a little bit. No, I didn't Still a nightmare. It, no, like emotionally. Like, do you just feel like you should even be doing that now? In this current moment, like, yes. Yeah. Like, I've worked through it enough where I could, like, have a healthy relationship and, like, I've kind of tried. Uh, but it's just a nightmare. Mm. And and what else? How else is it a nightmare? I'm not willing, because I had John, I'm not willing to settle for someone who isn't going to, like, be a positive addition and a bonus. Like if they can't make me happier than I currently am, I don't want it. It's like, why would I downgrade my level of happiness and quality of life for a man? Who isn't as good as John. Yeah. Like if they can't bring a positive addition, then I'm not interested. And isn't it, isn't it a little sad that like a, you know, the the passing of your ex has to, like, give that perspective. Because, like, shouldn't everyone have that POV? Shouldn't everyone go, what What are you going to offer me I can't offer myself? So that's her yeah, attitude. Yeah, exactly. Is, that's the is that attitude I have. Yours is, like, I'm all right right now. What are you going to do that's going to improve it? Yeah, that's the exact logic that I have. Like, I'm already, for all intents and purposes and all things considered, I'm living my best life. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would I downgrade for a guy who like maybe doesn't wash his butthole because he thinks it's gay. Does that, does, does that come up? Um, I have had men refuse to um, use my bathroom because it has a bidet and that might be gay if they use the bidet. But they, will they say they don't wash their buttholes like at home? They have not said they don't wash their buttholes at home, but I'm like, if you're not willing to use the bidet that has warm water... I mean, a bidet is just pl- a bidet is just pleasant, but and I'm not I'm saying. Like, why I was like, I'm automatically suspect of men who refuse to use the bidet. Okay, my only issue with the bidet is like I don't know what because the whole point is they, in the selling is they say, oh, and then you want to use toilet paper. I was like, yes, I do. I still have to dry my butthole, and so use less toilet paper. I don't know. It's it gets wet back there. It's like I kind of I gotta kind of use about the same. I'm just like making it wet instead of. Brown. No, you use le- less less toilet paper. What I need is like a not a hand. I need a hand towel that, that's just for the pat pat. You just pat, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> uses no, less but toilet not, paper. It, it, toilet paper is not. What, maybe you got the extra thick stuff. Maybe I'm just poor. But like I, I, I just, was always taught to splurge on your mattress and on your toilet paper. Right. So all I'm saying is like I'm not actually saving toilet paper. In the, I'm using the same amount of toilet paper to either wipe or to dry. Unless I could have like a hand towel for it. Uh, that does not excuse these men who don't want to bust their buttholes <laughs> at all. But I just understand if they don't want to use the bidet specifically. It's like if they won't even try the bidet. And I say this as a fan of a bidet. I'm just saying. I love my bidet. Um, but but, but what, I'm, what I'm getting at is uh, it's you should everyone should have this attitude of like you need to be a value add whether or not a fiance home wrecks three relationships and then dies. Yeah. 
audacity right like like what what prevented you from like having that like attitude beforehand i mean it sounds like well you had john he was a value add and yeah you know it's like i'm i'm nervous about and so because like part of the reason i want to talk to you was just about like the idea of like love lost from different things so like last week's episode with l was a lot about like heartbreak and breaking up and mistreatment and such and um you know the, yours is obviously in your circumstances uh, and you know and i think about like with, with my breakup where like i had this person who i feel like i have loved the most in my entire life i've never loved anyone like that so precisely and so it's kind of like i'm nervous about dating dating again um and everyone's being compared to that. Like, even if I have a connection, oh, well, is the connection as strong as with Wallet No Lady? Uh, maybe, I, you know, so I'm a little mm-hmm. nervous about that. And I'm curious about your experience of of comparing dudes you try to date now to John. Definitely a little bit of the comparing. Um, but I'm also like, I know I cannot replace this person. Like, and I'm not even trying to find someone who's like the same person. Like, there's certain qualities that I would look for, but I'm not looking for, like, a carbon copy. Mm. But then there's still the little bit of, like, comparing and opposed to, like, a normal breakup. Like, most breakups, I feel like, go one of two ways. Like, you either just grow apart and it's a healthy breakup because you're a healthy breakup because you're just like, oh, we've grown apart. Like, we're mature adults. We know that it's not going to be healthy if we don't break up. Like, and now it'll just get toxic. Mm. And so you break up before the toxic or you break up because it's toxic and then it's messy because they like treated you like shit or something. Right. But in both of those cases, I feel like there's closure, which then like, I would love if there was like closure, but there's not going to be. Yeah. Just cause like, unless I get a Ouija board and be like, Hey, are you mad that I'm dating other people now? <laughs> um, but also if he didn't want me to date other people, he shouldn't have died. Yes, so. <laughs> I agree. I agree. What is, what has helped the most in the recovery from his death? My cats. Really? Yeah. I don't know where the other one is, but the one that's been coming in is, uh, kind of a dick. <laughs> um, okay. What, what's like the second most helpful thing? <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the the uh, the hype uh, the uh, the allergic folk in the crowd. <laughs> Everyone likes cats. Honestly, therapy. Okay. Because it's honestly my poor therapist though. Like I don't know how she knows how to deal with stuff. And some of the stuff that like I've been with her on like Zoom calls with is like arguably hilarious. Mm. Like one day I couldn't find. <laughs> my like work headset and so we were on a zoom video call and i couldn't find the work headset and so i was super embarrassed because i was wearing my gaming headset which lit up and had cat ears on it every um as you talk about yeah John. it would like light up rainbow and i'm like on this therapy zoom call like crying hysterically but i was a kitty cat <laughs> and i was like honestly props to my therapist for not laughing because it's just absurd that sounds like something that like a lot of like horny lonely boys would tip a lot for on twitch <gasps> you crying with your light up cat ears i'm gonna steal that idea <laughs> throw me a tip at some point uh <laughs> you know and, and and i guess for the next guy who 
who becomes a value add, who you decide like to you want to date in a more serious manner. What do you think like the biggest obstacle he's gonna he or she? I forgot you very very. I see your hair. You're very queer. We know. I see. You. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Um, the next person like you settled like the you, you get into a serious relationship with. What do you think is the biggest obstacle they're gonna face? I think needing to understand that like I'm always going to love John mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that I don't love them also. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like it's a little bit easier because he's dead. And so it's not like I can just go like, Oh my ex is back. Bye. Unless it's really, really creepy way you do it. Yeah. I feel like Unless you if, dig that, him if, up if and- <laughs> that happens, that's a bigger concern. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's like the biggest way that like a partner uh, in the future can support you when you're having rough times remembering John. I think just not being insecure because mm-hmm. like I can see how people would feel insecure about, Oh, like I always will love this person, even though I love you also, which like polyamory is all about that. Um, You're saying they need to be able to be an emotional throuple with you, them and John. Not necessarily an emotional throuple, but just like understanding that that was a thing and that yeah. it's always going to be a thing, mm-hmm. but that, they don't necessarily need to be insecure about it because, like I said, if I am leaving th- them for John, something else is going on here. That's a bigger <laughs> problem. <laughs> it's like you're the one here and alive right now. So, yeah. like, have some security in that. But really, all they got to do is remember this isn't about you right now. This is about I'm hurting and maybe just take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to bring up also, yes, like, I wondered if, like, poly, you know, poly people can be better at that because they're already used to not being insecure about um, love being spread around. I don't know. I feel like a lot of them are still really insecure about love being spread around, but yeah, fair enough. I think that's a relatively normal thing that everyone experiences regardless of monogamy or polyamory. Mm. Is there anyone in the cards right now? I have an FWB. Oh, good for you. Oh, is this the same one that we like maybe have discussed at some, maybe at your birthday thing, when I saw you at your birthday, the birthday hacienda, I think you had said um, you I were like, been... you, you had been plotting to fuck somebody, and I think you accomplished it. Would oh, this be the same um, one? Different person. Different person. I had been. Lee. Well, the one we were talking you about, slut. like, I would love to also, <laughs> like, have to be with them because they're great. Um, but we had been, it was somebody who I had been trying to hook up with for like years. Um, cause they're just a lovely person mm-hmm. and a friend of mine used to date them and then they broke up completely amicably and she was like, Hey, you need to like at minimum fuck this person. Okay. <laughs> She's like, it's a great time. You gotta do it. And like he was down, I was down. The cards just never aligned. And then, but now, but now they have. And then at one point we we're just like, well, Obviously, we are both here. I'm on a 45-minute break. We should maybe go somewhere. And was it as good as your friend recommended? Yes, it was 10 out of 10. Uh, Beautiful. <laughs> Love that for you. Yeah, I have a different FWB. Okay. Who is lovely. He's a great person. Okay. Good at taking care of you? I mean, in the in the sexy way. <laughs> okay. Not, not someone you're going to date date, though. I don't think so. Okay. I enjoy them as a person. Like I'd like to be their friend and I like doing the FWB things with them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know She's if I would like. talking about sex just in case anybody didn't know. Okay. 
I know. I was like, the FWB thing. The FWB thing. Kind of like the love thing. I was, <laughs> Dude, I was like, I don't know if I would like. And John's date, doing date the them. dead thing. Uh, let's just add. <laughs> we're doing the podcast thing right exactly, now. Exactly, the podcast thing. Yeah. I don't know if I would do the dating thing with them to stay on trend. Gotcha. But not because I don't like them as a person. Well, at least they're dicking you down just nicely for you. Yeah, exactly. So, good for you on that. Yeah. Um, Lee, how you feel? Good. I guess I'll end with, um, would, would you ever, would you ever want to forget I went down on you again? Yes or no? <laughs> I feel like I can't answer that because I feel like it's, uh, incriminating. <laughs> The best place to discuss your thoughts on this week's show is in the episode discussion channel in the Champagne Room. The Champagne Room is our super free, super fun, super sex positive Discord server. And we are nearly 800 members strong. There's a link to it in the schnotes, or you can visit manwhorepod.com slash discord. You can always email me your comments, your questions, your criticisms your hopes and your prayers, but only if you send your hopes and prayers along with like what your solution for the you know gun violence epidemic is to manwhorepod at gmail.com. And if you're in the market for some books, oh, we love some books, right? Some physical mm, paper books of a hard or flaccid nature. Get affordably priced books from an independent bookstore at bookshop.org. And when you purchase through my bookshop.org link, you shop the site like normal. And when you make purchases, Billy gets a little kickback. You support an independent bookstore and an independent podcaster all in the same convenient purchase. At bookshop.org slash shop slash Billy or click the link in the schnotes. And of course, the best way to support me is still through Patreon, especially if you want to receive access to over 300 bonus episodes, an invite to our monthly porn-watching experience, Hot Movie Night, on Discord, behind-the-scenes content and more, and even access to our slutty group chat, The Peep Show. Become a member today, support the pod you love, I hope, at patreon.com slash podcast. Membership starts at, really, just $2 a month. But if you, like, hate Patreon, my Venmo, my Cash App, all the ways to support the show are always in the show notes, as well as my upcoming stand-up comedy dates, and really anything you need. Okay. Uh, next week, we are not talking to one of my exes. We're just talking to someone I wish was one. They are, oh my God, a babe. But you'll just have to wait till next week to hear who that is. Until then, stay slutty. Stay <laughs> slutty.